Hello, welcome back to Divide It with Jill. This is the first episode in the new year. Happy New Year. It's 2024, baby. And you know what? I will manifest this year to be iconic for you, brings you peace, prosperity, and amazing memories. I also manifest this for myself as well. (laughs) But yeah, I just got back from Canada. I spent New Year's there with my family. And we went to Montreblanc and I love it there so much. We did a little ski and snowboard moment. We were just there for like three days. Sean White era unlocked. But my family and I have been going there pretty frequently. And it's become like a tradition sort of now every New Year's to go there. And... We love the Tremblant Pedestrian Village. We stan it. There are so many hotels and shops and restaurants and obviously like the ski slopes and there's this crepe place there that I'm obsessed with. It's called La Maison Crepe. Definitely did not say that correctly, but it is so good. Every time we go there, it's like the longest wait ever, but it's worth it because it's so good. 10 out of 10 recommend. But yeah, we rang in the new year at the ski slopes. There was actually like a DJ near the ski slopes. And so everyone kind of just like stood around the DJ and rang in the new year there. It was a little chaotic, but it was a good time. It was a good time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I didn't get to do the grape thing though. There was no table on the ski slopes, babes. Everyone on TikTok was talking about the grape thing, but I did eat grapes the next day. Hopefully that counts. I'm going to assume it does, but we were actually trying to look for grapes like on New Year's Eve and could not find grapes, but got some the next day. So yes, manifesting luck and, and light and love and all the positive vibes and affirmations into 2024. And we're going to bring grapes into 2024 as well. So if you see me eating grapes every day in 2024, you did. Speaking of things that we should be bringing into 2024, I've been seeing this trend of like ins and outs of 2024. And so I thought I would tell you my ins and outs pop culture edition for today's episode. Let's start off the new year with what I think we should see more of and what we should maybe see less of. Not necessarily delete altogether but maybe seem less of you know what I mean so let's just get into this episode so I have five ins and my first in that I want to bring into the new year is more lengthy love confessions intense monologues like on some Shonda Rhimes Bridgerton scandal Grey's Anatomy energy for example in Scandal Fitz and Olivia have so many iconic like moments I think I talked about this on the podcast before but when Fitz is like there's no Sally or Thomas and like oh my gosh it's so long and he's like you own me that is just iconic to me and then there was another one where he's like you don't tell me what to do in the Oval Office oh and then Olivia's like sit down oh my gosh No one's doing it like them. No one's doing it like them. And then, of course, in Bridgerton, Kate and Anthony also have so many iconic lines. Like in the last episode, I believe, he's like, I loved you from the moment we raced each other in the park. And she's like in this beautiful, like, orange dress. He's just confessing his love out there. And then the fireworks happen. Oh, it's so good. Obviously, like, Kate and Anthony also had, like, that whole moment where he's like, it is not far enough. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, the amount of times I've talked about this scene or like made a video about this is actually absurd. And then of course, like in Vampire Diaries, Damon and Elena have a lot of iconic ones. The one that is actually coming to mind right now where Elena's like, you would rather die than be human and you expect me to be okay with it. And then Damon's all like, I didn't say you were supposed to be okay with it. I just said, I'm not sorry, but you know what I really am? Selfish. Oh, it's so good. And then he ends it off like, um, I'd rather die right now and spend a handful of years with you only to lose you when I'm too old and sick and miserable and you're still you. I'd rather die right now than spend my last final years remembering how good I had it and how happy I was because that's who I am, Helena, and I'm not going to change. And there's no apology in the world that encompasses all the reasons that I'm wrong for you. Are you kidding me? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Need more of that energy in 2024 in these TV shows. Period. Period. <laughs> okay, speaking of love, romance, which seems to be like my niche at this point. I feel like I'm always talking about romance or something. <laughs> Since, you know, like I love reading books, specifically romance books, it seems to be the case I don't know why, just like, I'm obsessed. All, all the girls on TikTok are also talking about romance books. So I'm like, okay, guess in my romance book era, fantasy era, it got me thinking, right? After reading all these romance books, I kind of want to see a cruise romance book, some forced proximity situation. Like, okay, picture this. The boyfriend and the girlfriend, they get into a massive fight. They don't think they can recover from the fight, right? But they booked a cruise together to go on in advance and let's just say like you can't get a refund and no one like wants to like replace the other person like none of their friends or family can replace one or the other and it's too late now so now they're forced to go on this three-week cruise in the same room they can't get any separate rooms it's all booked up they're fighting the entire time and so like the first night the girl's like i need a break she goes on the cruise nightclub on board which is one of my favorite things on the cruise ship <laughs> it's so fun so anyways, she meets a guy in this nightclub. They start talking. They're opening up. She's telling him like her situation with her ex. And they're basically like stuck together. So whatever. They're hitting it off. Sparks are flying. So the boyfriend and the girlfriend have been fighting for a week straight now. And they're getting sick of fighting. And they're like, okay, let's call this a truce. Let's just stay clear of each other. We'll only see each other in the room to sleep. And like dinner whatever so let's try to be civil let's just make the best out of the situation right and then we'll go separate ways and we'll never speak to each other ever again and then we could just during the day go and explore these places by ourselves right the girl is still continuing to get to know the guy that she meets on this cruise nightclub and things are really heating up and they're really into each other and you know while this is happening the boyfriend and the girlfriend are now like resolving their problems and they're starting to feel that spark between them again and it's coming back and now babe it's a love triangle and now the girl is stuck between these two guys she's like what is going on who do i like more and how did this happen all so fast oh my gosh someone get me my book deal right now <laughs> imagine this is actually like a story already that'll be awkward but you know what i really want to read a cruise romance book someone let me know if there is one already out there or if you know an author that wants to write it that is me manifesting this into 2024 let me know what you think did you like that plot was that like too predictable like what's the vibe moving on so number three i want to go back to when tv shows did like 22 episodes in one season 45 minutes long sometimes 50 like yes 
where is that? Can we bring it back? I'm so tired of like the seven episode seasons. Like I get it. Oh, especially like when I'm invested. I hate when it's short. I'm like, no, I need like 50 more episodes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, come on, let's bring that back. Unless you prefer like the eight episodes in one season and that's it. I I mean, I guess some people might, but I, I miss when it was longer. Okay, next thing I want to bring into 2024, more artist covers. I feel like BBC Radio really just sparked my obsession. I think it's BBC Radio UK. Don't quote me on this, but I know it, it, it is BBC related. But I love when artists do covers of other artists' songs. For example, Luke Combs did a cover of Fast Car. It's a hit. Like, come on. And then Olivia Rodrigo did a cover of Noah's song, Stick Season. And then, of course, the one that I really want to be on Spotify is the Jonas Brothers cover of Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Like, I need that on Spotify. Can we make that happen? Is that not possible? Like, what's what's happening? <laughs> Ever since they started doing it, I'm obsessed. Absolutely obsessed. I need it. And then especially like these AI covers too. It's making me want artists to sing like certain songs. And I'm like, wait, it's making me want to hear that artist sing that song like for real. (laughs) You know what I mean? Last in for 2024. I kind of want more artists to do like what Taylor Swift is doing, like Eras Tour. Like the Jonas Brothers basically did an Eras Tour. And everyone was talking about how they want Justin Bieber to do an Eras Tour. And babe, if he announces something like that, I will be the first person on that Ticketmaster site. I'll be there months in advance. I need to go to that. Like, I need to go to that. Imagine if, like, Miley Cyrus did that. Like, come on now. How iconic would that be? I need that yesterday. I know Miley said that she doesn't want to tour right now, but, like, eventually would love to see something like this. You know what I mean? Those are my ins for 2024. Let me know what your ins for 2024 pop culture edition are. Moving on to outs. I have a love-hate relationship with these outs because, obviously, like, Everything that I'm going to mention is like for the plot, it's it's good for the drama, and it's what keeps you on your toes when you're watching these shows and stuff like that, but it frustrates me, and I need to tell you what specific things frustrate me, so let's get into it. The first one is, I hate when shows, okay, hate's a strong word, dislike when shows do two parts, like part one and the next part's coming out next week. I'm like, come on. I mean, that's a little dramatic, but like, you know what I mean? I think me personally, I would rather it just all come out at once. But you know what? I was there. I was there when they did weekly episodes and people still do weekly episodes, which I hate when like the episode hangs on a cliffhanger. It's like, oh, now I have to wait for next week. But now we're being spoiled on these streaming platforms where they just upload everything or we get the part one, part two situation, which not a fan of. I think I'd rather have the weekly episodes than the part one, part two, (laughs) if we're being honest. Obviously, my favorite is for it to all come out at once. But I also hear the argument of people being like, oh, but now it's over. Don't have anything else to watch. And I'm like, just rewatch it. (laughs) Me personally, I rewatch something like three or four times if I'm obsessed, if I'm obsessed with like that particular series. Yeah, but that's just me. Honestly, if we really had it my way, in my perfect Delulu world, it would be all uploaded at once, 22 episodes, 45 minutes long. Oh my gosh. Imagine. Imagine they did that today. Oh my gosh. Incredible. But I guess for now, amongst realistic world, I prefer the all of the episodes at once. 
compared to the other options here. It's funny because Bridgerton just announced they're doing two parts. And I'm like, no. But then again, I'm like, okay, like they want to savor it. Because it's been a while since like Kate and Anthony's season. Like I get it. But it's still annoying. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But don't get me wrong. I am still very, very excited for the new season. Colin and Penelope, let's go. I heard it's very, very romantic. Ah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's see how this unfolds. Obviously excited to see Kate and Anthony again. Speaking of Kate and Anthony, did you see the promo picture of them? They posted a season three like teaser picture of Kate and Anthony and then Colin and Penelope and like the family and it's everything to me absolutely obsessed queen charlotte obviously like was incredible and fed my soul last year it was everything to me i wonder if they'll do another story of another character in this world oh i low-key missed charlotte and george though i'm like can we see more of them can we do more flashbacks or something like that like that would be kind of good shonda shonda if you're listening (laughs) next third act breakups in books again i get it it's for the plot for the drama but ugh, frustrates me to my core like i think i'd rather them have all the drama in the beginning in the middle like enemies to lovers style but it's funny because in those moments where they like hate each other you could still see their chemistry and the tension between them you know what i mean i think that's why i like enemies to lovers because it it gives you like the drama but also gives you the chemistry and the romance at the same time if that makes sense and then they get to the good stuff at the end and end on a high note do you see what i'm saying you see what i'm saying it's funny because you could tell like when they start off like oh hi how are you and they start progressing they start to like each other and you're like oh gosh i feel the breakup coming on i feel it arriving very soon and you're like no and then for me, when they do those breakups, like towards the end, I'm like, I'm, I'm like skimming. I'm like, okay, when are they going to get back together? <laughs> so yeah, I prefer no third act breakups. Okay, another thing that kind of like frustrates me, <laughs> but still like this type of thing keeps you on your toes. But you know, when characters are in like a slow burn situation and they start to get a little close, they're staring intensely at each other. And like, it looks like they're about to have a moment. And then like a cell phone rings. Somebody knocks on the door. Somebody enters the frame. And I'm like, no. Okay. Once or twice. All right. I get it. Three, four times. I'm like, we have to stop this. We must stop this. Okay. And I'm like yelling at the TV screen. I'm like, why did they have to call right now? Why did this person have to enter the frame and lurk? Oh, the worst. The worst. (laughs) Another thing that really gets me is when a character in a show starts singing out of nowhere. Like, listen, I get if they preface like they have a musical talent and like that's a part of their character. But if they start singing out of nowhere and I'm like, where did this come from? Did I miss the bit where they said that they were into music or they could sing? Like, I'm confused. (laughs) I'm confused. And then if like they're singing and they're like off key, I'm like, okay. What's happening? (laughs) What's happening? Oh my gosh. You know what? I just remembered something. When I was watching Schitt's Creek, Patrick sang to David, simply the best. And till this day, I think that is so iconic. So maybe I do retract this statement. (laughs) Wait, did Patrick say he could sing? Or did that just happen randomly? You know what? Let me rephrase this out. If they sing and they don't sound good, 
there you go. <laughs> if a character starts singing out of nowhere and it's not good, I don't like it. Or if it just doesn't fit with the plot, I'm not here for it. But if it's a moment how Patrick and David did in the show, then absolutely. Like, give me 10 different musical numbers. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, last out for 2024 laugh tracks in a show like why or like you know like when a well-known celebrity is like in the show and then the there's like cheering and it's like a long cheer i'm like what what's happening what's going on i saw a show recently that still had like the laugh tracks and the cheering and so i'm like oh i guess this is still here (laughs) i guess this is still a thing got it i feel like it was more acceptable back then but now i'm like okay let's give it a rest let's give it a rest let, let, let's put those laugh tracks away. Those are my ins and outs for 2024. This is all in good fun. You know, we love the drama. Keep the drama, babe. L- let's keep the drama, but let's just see less of the outs. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So to end this podcast episode, I have to tell you my divide at moment. And that has to be, honestly, watching Saltburn. Everyone was talking about this movie, and I'm like, what's the deal with this? And so I finally sat down and watched it, and oh my gosh, I did not expect anything that I saw. That was something crazy. That movie was insane, but also, like, so good at the same time. The bathtub scene. The graveyard scene. What? What? The way I screamed so loud during both of those scenes, there was another scene too where he like blows out the candle and I'm like, I'm scared of him. I'm scared. Mom, pick me up. I'm scared. Vibes. Yeah, that was crazy. And you know what? Barry, who's the lead of the show, who plays Oliver, he's an incredible actor. Oh my gosh. Insane. He deserves an Oscar yesterday. Um, Jacob Elordi, also incredible. Like everyone in the cast did amazing. And I really loved how the movie was shot. That movie is my divided moment, for sure. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So excited for 2024. So excited for the rest of the episodes of season five and then season six coming soon. So yeah, I love you. And don't forget to follow Divide It With Jill on TikTok and Instagram. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!